Here are Chris and Tom's picks of the week. It's that time of the week where Tom and I give you our NFL picks of the week. And here we go again with another lineup that uh, we think is pretty good, given the games that we have to work with. So we've got three coming at you this week. Then we kind of jump around. We go three. We go five. You never know what you're going to get this week. It's three, folks. Oh, absolutely. These are three fantastic games. We have six potential playoff teams on this list, which is a great week of games, that means. However, I have to address the elephant in the room and tip my cap. Figuratively speaking to Mr. Thompson, he was our winner of week nine, a four to one shellacking thanks to the Buccaneers absolutely falling apart on me when I needed them the most to make at least three, two and make me feel better about myself. Now I feel horrible and I'm just thankful it wasn't a clean sweep. I was hoping for that clean sweep just so I could, you know, even up on, on the undefeateds for the year. Um, but I'm happy with my performance for the week. Uh, going in confidence um, took my PEDs for the uh, <laughs> picks whatever's gonna help me get it um, yeah that that bucks uh, Saints I, I actually I, I didn't think it was going to be that bad I, I expected a closer game oh, yeah. so uh, really happy with that and and by the way when we when we actually do my victory speech i i fully expect you to wear a hat to actually tip it to me okay. and yes i'm playing this up way way more than you do because i feel like me winning is a bigger accomplishment because i don't know as much about the nfl as you do <laughs> <laughs> oh i mean hey i will make sure to wear my fedora tip it to you and that way you can see me tip a fedora to you on a webcam the same fedora you wore to my rehearsal for my wedding that's yeah uh that story is coming out by the way at some point the full story has to come out on the show um Absolutely. but we'll, we'll leave it at that for now because we've got some picks to do and we're doing it a little bit different this week because Tom had a fantastic idea. Yes. Uh, my once in a blue moon fantastic idea this time around. Um, I noticed that whoever chooses first, or so the loser from the prior week, we say uh, gets the, the pick, first pick on all the games except for the game of the week that we have been doing by coin toss. But even prior to that, we were just every game got the first pick. So um and, and that guy went on in all cases to win that week so we've really been alternating every week and so my thought was let's coin flip every single game that way it's completely at random and you still get to pick but it's it's at random of who gets to pick for that game um so you could get to pick three i could get to pick three or we could go one and two and so uh i think that that's an opportunity for us to maybe break up this this streak of alternating everyone because it feel like the folks at home are expecting you know you to win next week because I won this past and so this kind of might break up the uh, normality I should say. Oh, I like. I think it's going to be fantastic, especially with these games. These games you could go really either way. I think the Lions are like two points for the for either team. So these are right. coin. These are literally coin flip games for every single game. So I think it's. Going to be helpful because I we might it, it's going to be fun to see who gets what pick and I really hope I win a couple of them because there's two I'm kind of firm on who I want I think so win and the other one I can go either way on but I'll let that sit and settle for you fans so you guys can guess which one I think I'm pretty firm on. 
if you're listening right now, or if uh, you you got this link through Facebook and you're listening, pause right now and comment in the comment section uh, of who you think Chris is thinking of right now for who's the one game that he doesn't know and who are the two games that uh, he knows who who should win. Um, for me, I'm I'm kind of a coin flip on all three. So <laughs> it might actually help me decide. Um, but. Once you get your comments in, press that play button again because we're back and I'm about to give Chris the honor of picking in the air or pick pick ahead of time because of the delay over video. Right. Uh, and I'll flip the coin. And uh, just so you, you can see here, Chris, heads is uh, St. Michael and the, the head, tails is, excuse me, I can't talk to him tonight, uh, Body Armor Outlet. Gotcha. Sponsor. All right, awesome. All right. Uh, I will take heads for this game. This is Bills v. Cardinals for you yes. folks out there. Bills so v. I'll, Cardinals. I'll take heads. Tails, sir. Fantastic. <laughs> this... Go ahead, Senior Thompson. All right. I don't know. This was one of the ones I was kind of hoping you would win. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the Bills. Josh Allen has had an incredible year: 19 touchdowns, five picks, uh, which is is better than than Murray. He's got almost 2,600 yards. Um, Singletary on the ground has only one touchdown, but about 400 yards, so that's great. And Stephon Diggs, three touchdowns. 813 yards on 63 receptions is, um, I mean, that, that's a really good target to have out there. A couple of questionables, but I'm not even going to name the questionables on the injury report because, as we've seen before, questionables mean nothing. Um, I'm pretty sure Samuel Watkins may still be, and that's the one I go to every week yeah. because I'm pretty certain, and I'm going completely off of my fantasy league, uh, that he's still listed as questionable, has since week two. Um, but anyway, they are Bills are averaging 26.9 points per game, allowing 25.9, um, which is less points uh, scored and allowed than the Cardinals. Um, but their yards allowed are significantly less. About well, I won't say significantly, but le uh, they are less than the um, the Cardinals. They have only allowed 250 rushing yards, 125, excuse me, 125 rushing yards, 250 passing yards, um, and have uh, garnered about 290 passing yards and 100 rushing yards themselves. The big difference maker for the Cardinals comes in their rushing yards game, um, that, that they get about 162 rushing yards. Uh, I would say maybe that's because – uh, Murray's a quick, nimble quarterback. Not necessarily that um, Allen isn't, but uh, Kyler Murray has that agility that's and, and speed that's a little bit easier to get out of situations than than Allen has. But I like Allen's confidence. He is a pocket passer. It has worked well for him this year. I, I think the Cardinals are going to be a good matchup and a good challenge. But I think they're up to it. Uh, given the record of seven and two, they've been they've won their last three. They lost to Kansas City and Tennessee, who are both top tier teams. 
So, um, and Cardinals coming off of a very close loss to Miami. I think this is the chance for the Bills to, to stay on top. All right. So, thank you. That was This was the one game I was unsure about. This was the one game I was questioning who I was going to take the entire time. And you made my pick a whole lot easier. With So, now I get the Cardinals. And the reason for that is that Bills defense. Like you said, the Bills offense is, is good. It has its great moments. However, when they face good defenses, they kind of get slowed down a little bit. But the, that Bills defense is just not very good on third down. You want to know what their defensive ranking is on third down conversions? Tenth worst. They allow 47.5% of third down conversions by the offense. So they allow a lot of conversions on the offensive end, on the defensive end. So it helps the offense, which, like you said, the Cardinals have Kyler Murray, not as proficient as Josh Allen is as of yet. I would agree. Kyler Murray is more dynamic running the ball, but throwing the ball is Josh Allen's advantage. And the ground game is affected because of the RPO between Kenyon Drake and Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray gets 7.1 yards per carry, which is a lot. And Kenyon Drake is 4.3 yards per carry. And then they have Chase Edmonds, who's kind of like a flex uh, uh, Danny, Danny Woodhead, if you know the name from way back in the day, type of running back who can catch and run. He gets 4.6 yards per carry. And combined, those three guys get 171.8 yards per per game on the ground. So they run the ball effect, effectively. But that's that's impressive. Impressive. Yeah. But that receiving game, though, that's where they make hay because they have someone who's unguardable, someone you can't defend with one guy, two guys, three guys. DeAndre Hopkins cannot be stopped. He, he's got 60 receptions, 91.8 yards per game, and three touchdowns. And then they have little Christian Kirk who gives you 57.1 yards per game but six TDs. So he does a little, he's more like the touchdown scorer because he can get, fly right by everybody. And then they have my guy, the OG, Larry Fitzgerald, coming in there, just doing his thing, getting you first downs whenever you need it. And that Cardinals defense is very good. They allow 22.5 points per game, eighth best in the NFL. And they only allow conversion on 37.9% of their um, third down attempts for, by the offense. So that's seventh best in the NFL. So they're a top 10 in both points per game and in third down conversions allowed, which is a huge difference in, in games. And the only problem I had with the Cardinals going to this game was that Kenyon Drick is questionable. And he did not play last week. And... It, and the other concern is that the Dolphins allowed 34, 34 points to the Dolphins and Tua Tungavailoa. So it's like yes. a little bit – it's a concerning when you That's allow gross. 34 points to that team and then the Bills have a better offense. Like, I'm concerned, but I'm hoping that's just an aberration because that hasn't happened to them before or since. So I'm hoping that's the aberration, although they did allow a lot of points to the Seahawks. So I don't know. It, it, I don't know. I, it, just something else to note is uh... – Buda Baker was a non-participant in Wednesday's practice mm -hmm. today. Um, and uh, tight end Max Williams didn't practice. No, that doesn't but matter. for the Bills, a um, couple out as well. Josh Norman was limited in practice yeah. due to hamstring. Um, John Brown absent from practice due oh. to the knee. Um, so, I mean, there, there are some guys on both sides that uh, really – are difference makers in some cases. I mean, not everyone that's out questionable is going to be out, and not everyone that's questionable is a difference maker. But you got some names there that really could um, affect the the way the offense and the defense oh, yeah. uh, operate. So something to keep in mind going into um, the, the game on Sunday. Yeah, the Cardinals are going to need Buda Baker to help stop the Bills passing game because that's their strength is their passing game with 
Josh Allen throwing the ball to Stephon Diggs on first and second down. Then he throws it to Cole Beasley on third down. That's basically the passing game, and it's effective. Yeah. <laughs> it's an effective passing game. Yeah, and uh, Baker doesn't have to worry about Metcalf chasing him down on a pick. So, oh, jeez, yeah. Um, at, at least at least he doesn't have that worry in the back of his mind. I bet that's running through his nightmares. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> but moving on to our next game, we have Seahawks versus Rams. And uh, how are we gonna do? Are you gonna are you gonna pick? I, I can take you, the you, you 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 take you pick the coin. You got the I coin. The coin. Time. Yeah. But uh, and and I won the last coin toss, yes. so you should get to pick again. No, I'll flip. You call that. That way we're all okay. that way. That way I can't just call it, flip it, and then say, "Oh look, I got heads." Like I predicted. <laughs> I can't just. This is, I was going to do on the third pick. <laughs> this is why we have some integrity in this whole process. <laughs> some integrity. Uh, all, right. all right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and call tails then. All right, tails. And it's in the vent. Come on, corner. Where'd you go? Still looking. Still yeah, looking. We're trying to find the quarter. Is haha. We have tails, senor. Tails has not failed this week. Uh, Seahawks, Rams. Man, um, I don't know. My gut set tells me I want to go Seahawks, but the Rams are, I don't know, they're, they're 3-0 at home. So this is playing, playing in L.A., right? Yes. No fans go. in the stands, though. All right. I'm going with uh, my boy Russell Wilson uh, and the Seahawks. I, yeah, I'm going to stick to that. Um, Russell Wilson, um, as you and I have talked about, in the MVP race. Absolutely. Um, great leader for the Seahawks. Uh, recent news about him that he spends about a million dollars a year on his health and fitness to keep him in the game. That's not going to help him on Sunday necessarily, but just had to throw that out there. That was a recent <laughs> news article that came out. Um, he's had about 2,500 yards, uh, 28 touchdowns, eight interceptions is not good. It's more than Jared Goff, but he more than doubles Goff's touchdowns. Um, Metcalf has eight of those 28 touchdowns with 788 yards. Um, that's really incredible. And then um, Carson on the ground, three touchdowns. Something to, to note is Carlos Hyde, Greg Olson, both questionable. Mainly Carlos Hyde is going to be more of a difference maker than Olson, I'd say. Um, but at, even then, they, he's not the highest producer Carson is, and so I wouldn't say that Hyde is going to make or break the offense. Um, some stats. They're averaging – the Seahawks are averaging a very high 34 points per game, which is 10 more points per game than the Rams. One thing that they are allowing, though, is 30 points per game. That's a lot. They, they allow a lot of points, and the Rams do not. Um, they also allow a lot of yardage. They allow 466 yards. Whew. Most of it through the air. Yes. 370 average on uh, in the air that they give up, but they give up less than 100 yards per game on the ground, much like the Rams. So this one, I mean, it's very close. It is very close. A big difference maker is going to be that Rams defense that does not give up a lot of points. 
Um, biggest being through their secondary. Honestly, I would have expected that to be their rush game, but that's even with the, the Seahawks. Their secondary only allows 217, 218 yards mm -hmm. per game, which is huge, given that that's about 160 yards less than what the Seahawks give up. So I don't know. This is, this is a very tight game and one that I'm kind of glad that we're doing via a coin flip. Um, well, I know that I got to pick, but <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's one that if you, if you'd have picked the Seahawks, I probably would have been okay with the Rams. Um, and, and vice versa, like, you know, obviously I'm, I'm good with the, the Seahawks now, but this is going to be a very well thought out game. De that Rams defense against Russell Wilson's offense is the matchup that I want to see. Oh, absolutely. And that's why when you said six, I said yes, because this was a game I was dead set on picking the Rams on. So I'm, I'm excited because I get to talk about defense, baby. Defense. I am a Chicago fan through and through. I want to see the defense shut down the ovens and win. Yes, Jurgoff is by no means a great quarterback. He's probably slightly above average to a good quarterback, but he can win you a game and take you to a Super Bowl a la 2018 when he did that with the Rams. And he's only giving you 13 touchdowns, six picks, 94.6 pass rate, so he's nothing special on there. The ground game is where the Rams make hay because it says with their play action, which, like you said, is the Seahawks' strength on defense is that the Seahawks can stop the run. The Rams get about 121.3 yards per carry between their three halfbacks. They don't really have a set uh, bell cow. That's probably Daryl Henderson, in all honesty, with a four-point yards per carry. But that's not really – their style is a stable of backs. And then the passing game is there's no one guy. You might say Cooper Cup's that guy. He gets 40, he has 48 receptions, 65.9 yards per game, two touchdowns. So he's a, not like a real number one receiver, but in the Rams, they, you throw the ball to every single person. You cover every blade of grass style of offense. He's probably the closest to the number one. And the offense does not look good against good defenses, the Niners, the Dolphins, the Giants. Yes, the Giants are a bad team with a good defense. Let's get that out of the way, people. People don't like to talk about that, but that is a fact. Thankfully, the Rams' offense is not going up against one of those defenses. They're going up against the second-worst defense in the NFL, in my estimation. So it's a huge relief for me when I thought, saw that. And the Rams' defense is probably the best in the NFL, Best nail out six point three yards per pass attempt, best in the NFL. Nail out thirteen point nine yards per carry, sixth best in the NFL, and nineteen points per game, second best in the NFL. And they allow thirty three point three percent of the third down conversions, which is third best in the NFL. So they're a top ten defense, pretty much all the way through. Against a defense that's outside of the run defense is bottom ten in everything that they do, which is like okay, if the Rams can hold the Seahawks to twenty four points. Yes, it's a tall order, but if they do that, they win this game. Okay, interesting. Given that they they lost to the Niners 24-16, and more recently last week, the or, yeah, I guess it would have been two weeks ago because they had a um, bye this past week, Miami 28-17. So, I mean, those are around that 24-28 that the under 30 mark that, that you were you were talking about that if they can hold teams underneath yeah. yeah. that they can they can do pretty well and all their other games they've held team uh, their their wins in the last five weeks anyways with what we can see from 
um, ESPN rundown. The la in the last five weeks, they've held the Bears to 10 points, the Washington football team to 10 points, and the New York Giants to um, nine points. The Giants were the closest of the, those games. Uh, all of those others, they're winning by at least two scores and three in case of the um, football team. <laughs> it feels so yeah. that way. Uh, so I mean, you're you're on to something there that you know allowing low scoring games. They've really only lost uh, to those teams that are scoring 24 and above um, in the last five weeks, which is you know what's relevant to today's this week's play. Because I mean, looking back at week one, you're not going to compare what they did to no. now because of you know it's not recent. Anything done in the last month is so. Yeah, I I, I can I can definitely see that from your your perspective and uh, the Seahawks are coming off a pretty big loss where they gave up 44 points to the Bills. Um, not that that's a bad thing or unexpected. The Bills are performing offense, but they gave up 44 points to the Bills and lost. They gave up 37 points to um, the Cardinals and lost in overtime. So you know, they're two pretty recent losses within the past uh, three weeks. So something that uh, Seahawks need to rise above for next week. Yeah. So, yeah. And yeah. I looked at the Rams and I said, okay, the games they lost and they allowed, they allowed like 24 points, like you said, and they scored under 24 points. There's a lot offense, but those were against top tier defenses to a certain extent. The teams that they win, they beat are teams that do not have a great, great defense. Like the bears actually have a good defense. It's just that their offense is so hot garbage. Right. It makes, it makes it a lot easier for you to score points on them. The Seahawks defense is, um, I don't know what to call them. They're just, they happen to be there. They're a bunch of trash cans on the field at this point in time. They don't stop, they don't stop anything. It's like, all right. And I think that could help the Rams offense. And McVay's just going to have to start throwing the ball against the Seahawks. So the Seahawks pass defense is their Achilles heel. Like you said, yeah. they stopped the ground game, maybe because everyone just throws the ball against them because they figure why run the football when they're just going to allow all the passing yards on the face of God's green earth. Just throw the ball. Don't even bother running it. Right, that that could be the the game plan for some of those teams that they've played recently is um, don't don't run the ball because they're they're good on on the run game go through the air because that's where you beat them so that may be why we're seeing such low rush yards allowed right you know ninety three point six Rams are at ninety four point eight so it's very close right I think um, that's uh, that that very well could be a game plan against a team like this and uh, you know could be the game plan for the Seahawks in the same regard toward the, the Rams as they give up fewer rush yards. So maybe try to go through the air more, uh, um, which is, I don't know. We, we can see. I, 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 know. I don't like that, those uh, chances, but uh, at least through the air, you're know, solely relying on it. Uh, oh, yeah. That's, that's never, never the game plan. You know, never, the game plan should never be, oh, let's just throw the ball the entire night. No, because, you know, that's not going to get you anywhere. They're going to figure you out, and then you're going to be having to rely on your run game and not get anywhere still because the rush defense is so good. So um, I think the right mix of of a, a passing game for both teams is going to prove beneficial. Um, I, I do think that's where the Rams will shine yeah. uh, truly is, is through the air given how much the Seahawks have given up through the air. 
Yeah, and just remember, there was a game back when we were in well, when I was a freshman in college where Tom Brady and the Patriots threw the ball 55 times and they only called nine run plays against the Jets. The Patriots ended up winning the game by like 30 points because the Jets had no pass defense. And Tom Brady was the leading rusher for the Patriots that day with 16 rushing yards. <laughs> so think about that. That's how that's how little they ran that ball that day, and they won by like 20 points. Hey, we could see a game like that where they just come out of the woodwork with it and yeah. um, win a game and through the air almost yeah. solely. So it'll be interesting to see. Regardless, two very good teams that are, are going to play some hard, hard nosed football mm-hmm. um, Sunday afternoon, three twenty-five central. Um, set your clocks. A- NFC West ramifications, everybody, because the Rams try- are trying to keep pace with the Cardinals, and the Seahawks are trying to keep the Cardinals out of first place as much as they can. So this is this is gonna be a fun game. And now we come to our game of the week. It is actually playing t- tonight. If you're listening to this after we record on Wednesday, it's sun- it's Thursday night football. The Colts versus the Titans. Two teams that are six and two fighting for the first place uh, seed in the AFC South and hosting a home field game. We have a coin flip, of course, this is our game of the week. And because we're doing all coin flips this episode, Tom, you have the coin. I get the call in the air. Tails has won every battle so far, but I'm going to stick to heads and hopefully get a opposite reaction. And hopefully it's not a tails all night long. That would be really bad on my part. We'll so, see. If we can go three for three on tails. I'm going head. Yeah, I'm going heads. You're going to uh, heads. All right. Oh, all right. I'm redoing that, not because uh, it was a bad job, but because it didn't hit the table and get the really cool ping. So, <laughs> Gotcha. <laughs> You're not going to believe this. It's tails, of course. <laughs> it's tails. Gosh right. darn it. <laughs> three for three. I, I don't think I was prepared for this. Yikes and um, Godzooks. <laughs> I mean, this is why we're doing this is because I would not have had – these three picks. And you know what? It's probably not going to matter. You're probably going to, you know, do the Chris thing and, and get your get your wins off of my terrible picking. But we've got Colts versus Titans. Um, that is the Thursday night game. And, yes, I am buying time. All right. <laughs> he has no idea, people. He has no idea where he's going with this. <laughs> Bear with me here. Uh, play the Jeopardy music. Yeah, which I did the same thing for you while you were picking up the quarter last time. Yeah, I remember. Right. Yeah. Titans. I'm going to take the Titans. Gosh darn it, man. <laughs> yes, I did. it. Yes, I was trying to get in your mind. That's what I was That's what I was stalling for is what would Chris do? WWCD. Um, and Chris gotcha. would pick the Titans. So, um, Tannehill, almost 2,000 yards passing. Rivers, just over 2,000 yards passing. But Tannehill has more, almost double the touchdowns and less than half the interceptions. He is leading that offense very well. And a bad man named Derrick Henry, who you do not want to meet in the middle of the field or anywhere on the field because his stiff arm alone um, – it should be the offensive player of the year. And uh, he's got about 840 yards rushing, eight touchdowns, 182 carries. 
That is a ridiculous number of carries. That uh, seeing that Jonathan Taylor is a leading rusher and has 106 yard uh, carries for the Colts, and then we've got um, AJ Brown, leading receiver, six touchdowns. So six of those 19 touchdowns that Tannehill Hill has thrown, he's targeted AJ Brown, um, 457 yards, and uh, we've got some actual outs for uh, for the injury report. We got. For the Colts, Jack Doyle, tight end, out. Matthew Adams, linebacker, out. Titans, we got Michael Pruitt, out. Um, Adam Humphreys, out. Adoree Jackson, out. So, I mean, this is one of the first games we've actually had some, you know, more than one guy who is actually listed as out. Not that those are all significant players, but it's interesting to see that, you know, both of these teams actually have guys who are already – um, out and, and given that this is a short week, it's it's not uh, not unexpected. Um, not a lot of time to recoup from the prior week. So we've got um, we've, we've got the Titans who are uh, scoring twenty nine points a game, allowing twenty five, um, uh, gaining three hundred and ninety five yards uh, on offense. And but all right, big big thing, they're about even. With their yards allowed, they've allowed 404 yards per game. Um, so yeah, it's um, they're about even on that, and, and the Colts have allowed fewer yards per per game. And so um, the big difference being rush yards allowed. The Colts are very good on their run game, so the the Titans are going to have to step it up. We got that that man Derrick Henry, who I think could blow through the, the Colts defense. But uh, it's not a given. I mean, if we've seen anything from these games lately, is nothing is a given. But I do think the the Titans have the advantage on the run game over the Colts' run game, and um, it, because the Colts' run game is, I mean, Jonathan Taylor is a, a, a very good running back. I'm not going to knock that. He's he's a good running back. But beyond that, they don't have a lot of depth. And and uh, Derrick Henry is two running backs, um, so he's. He, I, I think that uh, Henry's going to be a difference maker on the ground. Tannehill's going to be a difference maker through the air, and uh, Philip Rivers. I like him. He's he's a good quarterback, but I I, I think we're gonna. He's not going to rise to the occasion this week. I apologize to everyone before I gave my spiel. We've been having mic popping all over the place today, so it's going to be a little hard to listen to, so I'm apologizing now for that. I've been trying to see if it's my mic, Tom's mic. I think it's just a shifting between our two mics and the recording through Google Meet. We've been having issues all night, so I apologize for you guys listening to this. With that being said, I'm going to – I got the Colts, and Tom – of course, screwed me on that one. He screwed me. I won the Titans because I want to talk about my Titan of my, my Titan of stiff arms, Derrick Henry, who averages 105.4 per game, which is more than the three running backs combined for the Colts. So that ground game is absolutely worthless. Phil Rivers is the guy who also helps the offense and then throws the ball to the other team, helping their offense out. So he's either going to win you the game or lose you the game. And the receiving core is. Um, they, there's not a number one wide receiver anywhere on this roster. There isn't a number two wide receiver anywhere on this roster. It's just there's no passing game. And so they have to rely solely on that defense, which is a top five defense, probably top two, fighting off the Rams with a 
They allowed six. They have six point nine yards allowed per pass attempt. Time for seventh best in the NFL. Three point three yards per carry, best in the NFL. 20, point, 20 points per game allowed, third best in the NFL, and they allow 41.5% third line reversions to be successful, which is 15, so it's average. So you can move the ball on them a little bit, but not get points, which is a good sign. The only thing I can think of going in the Colts' favor into this game is the Titans' abysmal third down defense. They allow 55.4% of all third down conversions to be successful against them, which means if you get a third down attempt against the Titans Stevens, chalk that up as a success and keep the drive moving because they do they will allow you to march up and down the field all day long on third down. But they only allow 25 points per game. It's like it, it, they allow all the third down conversions, but only allow 25 points. So they bend but don't break. So hopefully the Colts can bend them into scoring positions and win the game in a tight one and hopefully their defense holds up against the the Titans superior firepower of an offense because this is like a red right, right for BB gun versus a uh, I don't know what a, a shotgun because that's what Derek Henry is he's a shotgun he's running through and bam he's right through and so this is the Colts only hope in my estimation in this game and I'm sorry Colts fans if you're listening to this I do not see an advantage outside of the Titans having a bad offensive game and the Colts having a one of the best offensive performances of their life. That's the only way I see this work, working on your favor. And who knows? Who knows? I'm sorry, Colts fans. I, I really want the Titans in this game. I really did. Outside of that third down defense, I really want the Titans. I, I knew you did. I knew uh, you did. But uh, thankfully, I went with Derek, 12-gauge, Henry. So uh, I like your analogy there. I'm going to stick with that. Um, so there's our three games this week. I don't think there's much more to talk about this one anyway. No. Um, but like uh, Chris has said, we've three games that do have playoff implications, and, and that's why we chose them. That you know, at face value, you might think, Oh, why are we talking about Colts Titan? Well, because if Colts, if the Colts take this one from the Titans, they're in the, the race for um, the AFC. And so it's, it, it, any of these teams are potential top seed or maybe one and two seed um, AFC, uh, excuse me, playoff contenders. And so that's the reason we, we've gone with these. Main reason why we wanted to do the coin flip was because they're all close games. In fact, the, the spread on the Colts-Titans just changed to even. Oh, jeez. Uh, so that's how tight this one's actually being projected. I think it was Titans. It was Titans by uh, two. By two. And yeah. so the, – but they, they just changed it to even this evening. And so that, that's going to be really interesting to watch. Um, I believe uh, Chris and I, you and I are going to be – um, recording another episode tomorrow night, but we might have to have that. Might have to have that game on afterwards or a little bit before we start recording because uh, I think we're going to see a good game. I do think uh, you know there's going to be some sad Colt fans. Um, uh, I hope we have happy Colt fans. I mean, this is one of the few times. This is one of the few times I can friends. That's that's funny. I I, I got a couple of uh, Titan friends, but. Um, what we've got uh, Emily and uh, Zach, and then uh, that uh, friend of mine who just had a baby, um, Zaina Medley, Zaina Kindred is her name now, her, whose husband plays for the Colts. So, oh, nice. <laughs> um, yeah, we've uh, it's, it's funny, but 
I mean, luckily for me, I can push that all aside and not make an emotional choice and uh, select the Titans. So, thanks for that. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Um, so, when I hoist the trophy again next week, no. we need to get a trophy next year. That would be fun. Anyway, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm just hoping that the Rams and Colonels come through for me this week and that the Colts maybe give me the cherry on top and somehow steal them from Tennessee. So that's what I'm hoping for this week. I, If you are, right, you're going to hear it here first. Folks. If, if Chris takes the sweep this week, you can have a five minute. <laughs> five minutes. I mean, you know what? Take a whole segment. Oh, geez. That, that's, that's how confident I am that you're not going to sweep. Oh boy, this needs to happen now. Let's go, Colts, baby! I double down on Philip Rivers. Throw the ball. Your team wears the the shoe, the horseshoes on your helmets. The shoe, not the, the horseshoes on the helmets, <laughs> not the Titans. Yeah, it was a shoe. I don't know what I was thinking. I'm thinking about our topic for for our show tomorrow, talking That's about someone. Right. So I was in some a different headspace. But please follow our Facebook page for any updates regarding our show. And our live stream updates, we are trying to work on this probably this weekend. We have a plan. Plan B looks like it might succeed. If not, we have plan D because plan C now is irrelevant in this case. So we're hoping plan B works and we don't have to fall back to plan D. And you have any questions plan for us? If it doesn't work, we have a plan Q um, that we're going <laughs> to we're gonna keep going through the alphabet until we find something that works out. Until something works, we will keep trying this. And if you have any questions for us, email us at sportsandmore with ct at gmail.com. That's capital C, capital T. All right. Um, you can also go to our Anchor page or Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere else you get your podcast to download this episode, any future episodes we create, and all the past ones. We noticed you guys didn't listen to last week's episode or the picks as much. I think we had like eight total listens. Oh, geez. It might be more by now. We had three for the the week, the, the picks. Come on. Up those numbers. So uh, tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell your dog. Uh, <laughs> tell your dog. Tell your grandma. And uh, that kid down the street that has nothing else better to do, uh, get him away from Fortnite for an hour and have him listen to us. Hey, they're all these but goodies, guys. We really think these are great episodes. I mean, that's just our opinion. I, I know it means something to you guys, but we like our old episodes, especially our more recent stuff. We think it's better than what we were doing previously. So we are confident that this next episode will be e even better than what we've been doing recently. And we are just that confident because we're idiots and we don't know any better than to just <laughs> because we just always are confident that we have something good for you to see. Over promise, under deliver. That's our motto. Hey. Hey, absolutely. And we like to thank all of you. Probably our tens and tens of people listening to our ridiculous ramblings and takes and everything, especially how I'm so frustrated that Tom took the Titans from me in this week's picks. You're going to be even more frustrated when I have another victory speech next week. Um, I, how about this? All right. If, if anyone goes back and listens to our Office episode, and I'm just going to pick a random time throughout this Office versus Seinfeld episode, email us with what we said at the 30-minute mark exactly. Oh, what were we talking about at the 30-minute mark exactly? And we're going to have to go back and listen to that ourselves because um, we, we have forgotten in mind now. It's been a month or two, two since then. But if you can go back and you can listen to – and tell us what we were talking about at exactly the 30-minute mark, 
and email that to us. If you're the first to email it to us, uh, we'll bring you onto the show sometime in the future. I like because it. I want to get those plays back up, man. I want to get get people listening to those oldie episodes. We might have to do that um, somehow, even if it's bribing people to come onto the show. So um, if that doesn't motivate you, I don't know what will, because who wouldn't want to be on a small internet podcast from two guys from Illinois? Uh, next episode's creation date will be tomorrow, this Thursday, that is the 12th of November, and will be released sometime after that. Our week 11 picks should be coming at you before uh, next Thursday, which is the 19th, um, and we plan on having a live stream test coming up, so keep an eye on the Facebook page for an update on, update on the live stream, um, as well as our uh, picks an episode that we're going to come out with and uh, I know we got Thanksgiving coming up as well So keep an eye out for some Thanksgiving posts. We'll give something special to you But until such time, please as always stay safe and healthy Chris and Tom's picks of the week were brought to you by no one. All non-original thoughts and is properly noted during each pick.